And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones. And welcome, everyone, to The Blazing Defender Report. With your host. Nah, we've already done that shit. Um, I don't want to do take anything away from the great intro music that uh, Mike Woodard gave me. Uh, but I do I do miss kind of doing it. Uh, it was actually kind of fun, me doing my radio voice. My radio voice. Um, my, my phone sex voice. That's for you, Chris Wisdom. Hey, guys. Thank you for making me a part of your week. So excited to finally be back. Uh, a lot's been going on. A lot's been going on. I've actually introduced a new show. We're going to talk about that a little later. Um, I'm on blog talk now. Uh, I still work a fucking job. Don't that suck? Um, I got a new puppy. I had a fucking birthday. Holy shit, man. Uh, it's crazy, but I'm really, really glad to be back with you guys. I hope everybody is enjoying fucking life like I am. Had a guy ask me the other day how I was doing, and I said, living a dream, brother. And he goes, he looked at me real strange, and he was an older fella. Uh, and he goes, he looked at me real strange, and I was kind of looking at him like, why is he looking at me like that? Is he going to kick my ass? And he goes, I bet you fucking are. <laughs> and I laughed, and I said, sir, I am. Uh, I can't imagine my life uh, being any more complete could always make some more money, could always have more sex, but hey man, it's a great time to be a nerd, it's a great time to be alive, I hope everybody uh, feels the same way that I do, and thank you again for listening to me, because you could be doing a lot of other shit right now, but you're listening to my dumb ass, and we're going to talk about fucking comic books, we're going to talk about other, some, some other things, but first, let me I want to hook you guys up. I want to hook you guys up real quick, like, okay, for just being a listener, for being, I don't even want to say a fan. I don't really have fans. I have people that want to hear me talk, and you're like fucking family to me because I got family members don't want to hear me talk. So if you're listening to this, you're fucking maybe better than family. So I'm going to hook you up right now. Loot Crate. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's pretty cool. And if you want to give it a shot, if you want to give it a try, I'm going to give you a code. I'm going to give you a link in the bottom of the show notes and click on it, put in the special code, and I'm going to save you some loot on your loot crate. See what I did there? Uh, and you didn't think this was an intelligent show. It's really not. It's really, really not. Um, all right, guys. If you don't know what loot crate is, I'm going to break it down for you. Uh, Loot Crate's a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamers with gamer gear and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, with a code, you get it cheaper, you get a six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind of items, and more. Now, let me expand on that just a tad. Uh, when they say exclusive, they mean exclusive. And when they say licensed, they mean licensed. It's Marvel stuff. It's uh, DC stuff. It's uh, whatever the fuck Doctor Who shit is. Pokemon shit is. It's that stuff. It's licensed stuff. It's exclusive stuff. So it's stuff you really can't get anywhere. Okay? So let's just say that something really cool comes in your box and you want to sell it. 
you can sell it because no one else other than Loot Crate subscribers are going to have that item. So it's just something to think about. Okay, for uh, you have until the 19th, uh, I don't even know what the fucking day is, but you still got time at 9 p.m. specific, specific, come on, Pacific uh, Vodka, guys, Vodka and Monster, sorry, uh, and maybe a Quaalude, um, at 9 p.m. specific, so that would be midnight Eastern Standard Time, to subscribe to receive this month's crate. When the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Okay, and we're going to talk about the theme. They have a theme every month, which is really cool. Last month, it was a versus. This month, it's adventure and quest. Um, and make sure you head to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Okay, you got it? Lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up okay go to that link they're going to enter the code giant size team up now i've been asked from the other show that we did to spell it out i'm not doing that okay if you're listening to this and you were able to download an app I'm not going to spell things for you. I'm the world's worst speller in the world, and I can figure that out. Now, I'm not trying to demean anybody. You can do it, guys. You can do it. Trust me. Okay? Click on the link. Copy and paste the code. I'm going to put it on the show notes for you. Copy and paste. Put that motherfucker in the code. Boom. You're in there. All right. This I've already said the theme summary for this year is, uh, okay, this is what they got. Spring is springing, so it's time for adventure. Grab a map, grab all of your holdings and some friends. April's theme is quests from far off kingdom to worlds hidden within worlds. We're celebrating some of pop culture's best goal oriented and often unexpected journeys. Yeah, uh, uh, Luke Crate really needs to get a better intro than that. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm free. Um, I'm really not that busy. I can make something better than that. But anyway, um, you guys, it's really cool. Um, there's some, some really cool things in that box. I've talked about the watch that I got before. There's some really cool pops that I've got. What I'm going to do for the next show is I'm going to have a loot crate and I'm going to show you like some of the cool things that I've gotten out of it. Just to give you an idea of what you might get. Let's put it this way. This is how I break it down for the cheap bastards in my in my listening group, which, trust me, I, I am as well. Big Sam, my roving correspondent for the report, is a Jew, so we know how they get down, and he will tell you that's how he, get da- he gets down. Um, a shirt, a good T-shirt, like, look, all right, check it out. The one I'm wearing, Civil War shirt, okay? Hot Topic or Sears or wherever the fuck I got it. 25 bucks okay it was 25 bucks loot crate's gonna cost you less than 20 a month usually comes with a pretty cool shirt i've got a great shirt that i wear all the time uh charles mcfall even talked about this shirt in a an episode of from the helicarrier it is a skull that is the skull is made out of kittens (laughs) i wear it out all the time i go to a lot of concerts a lot of a lot of uh, local rock shows i always wear it and it's great to see people's reaction when they look at my shirt because from a distance, it looks like a regular skull, right? Like, oh, this dude thinks he's the Punisher. Okay, Barenthal, you're cool. 
And then as they get closer and maybe they're not as drunk, they realize it's kittens that form the skull. Great conversation piece. Uh, I love that shirt. A lot of people love that shirt. Got out of Loot Crate, man. So what I'm saying is for less than 20 bucks, you're going to get a cool shirt. 25, 30 bucks at least for a cool shirt elsewhere. So boom. And then you get six other things that you might really like. Some of them you might not. Give that shit away. Get, put that shit on eBay. Give it to friends for their birthdays. Fucking give it to your pet as a chew toy. Uh, my prince or Leia. That's that's my puppy's name, Leia, Princess Leia. Um, she got something out of there the other day, and I was like, yeah, you can fucking have that. So she's got a great chew toy. Um, but anyway, give the link a try. You guys are gonna love it. Um, all right, enough of that bullshit. Let's get on with it. All right, a little housekeeping, okay. And guys, quit bitching about this. This is going to happen every episode. I've got some things that we have to talk about before I get to the comic reviews, but I promise we're going to get to them. That's what the show's about. All right. And this is this is what I told them I'd do. Okay. <clears throat> I got to get this shit right. And finally, the Blazing Defender has come to Blog Talk Radio. My best rock impression. I know it sucks, uh, but now I am on Blog Talk Radio finally. And all I could hear is every time I hear the word finally, I hear the rock's voice. So I thought I would do that. Uh, I'm on Blog Talk now, man. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Blazing Defender Reports. Um, I, got, I have like three episodes on there. And I also have my Meatheads on Movies segment of the Blazing Defender Report on there as well. It's a separate segment. Uh, like I said, Big Sam and I talk about movies. We have a, uh, a Batman versus Superman preview show. Then we did a review show for Batman versus Superman. Now, what was funny about that is we hit a lot of the things that we wanted to see on the preview. And don't get me fucking started on the hate on this movie. I think that we pretty much debunked everybody's bitches. On the review show. If you haven't checked the review show out, please go to it. If you disagree, I would love to know why and how you disagree with that. If you don't like the tone of Zack Snyder's films, you're not going to like the movie. Bottom line. But if you really don't have a problem with it, then why are you mad? I love the dark shit. Bring it on. Which leads me to a great podcast that I listened to the other day for the first time. It's on the network, the Giant Size Team Up Network that you've heard me talk about several times. It's going to save you some money on Loot Crate. DC, DCU On Screen. It's a great podcast. Um, I listened to it the other day. They actually, it wasn't a Batman versus Superman podcast or, or show, I should say. But it, they, they talked about that a lot because there was some, some new information that it came out. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the drop at the box office and everything. And, and evidently, those guys really liked it, too. I, I haven't listened to the review show, but I really want to to see if they liked it for the same reasons I did. But uh, one of the guys, one of the hosts is like, I'm uh, sorry, guys, I, I can't remember your names. Uh, and plus, I'm, I'm kind of fucked up right now. But they were like, hey, man, I like the dark tone. Bring it on. What do you mean everybody's bitching about the dark tone? Superhero movies are meant to be fun. Yeah, well, maybe in real life, they wouldn't be. If it was the real world and you had a fucking guy in a red cape flying above you, 
shooting laser beams out of his fucking eyes and saving people, there would be a large sect of people that would want to see this guy crash and fucking burn. So that's the world we live in, people. I know we try to be positive, and you should always try to be positive, but the world sometimes isn't. And they would love him one minute and want to hang him the next. And that's kind of the tone that Zach brings. I think it's a very realistic tone to the DC Universe. No, it's not the Marvel Universe. And I'm happy for that. I don't want the same shit. I want good stuff, always good stuff. And I think it is. So, goddamn. I've said I was not going to talk anymore about that movie after the review show because I was kind of wore out, literally wore out from arguing with my friends and, and doing all this and, and getting really upset, uh, looking at the, the tweets and everything about how people are bashing the movie. Fuck it, I'm over it. Uh, but DC on screen, very, in my opinion, if you like this show, then I think you'll really like that show. There's some great shows on the network. There really is. From the Helicarrier, if you play the Facebook game Marvel Avengers Alliance, Check that show out. It's going, to inc- it's going to improve your gaming experience, I promise you. I would have quit that game fucking two years ago. I've been playing for almost three and a half years. I would have quit a long time ago for McFarlane and Ibit and uh, Klotz. So please check that show out. It's a great show. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, another great show. I listen to those guys, uh, Kevin and Jeff. I listened to those guys before I was part of the network. So very cool to be a part of that kingfisher 745 if you play that game he does great gaming videos not just for marvel avengers lines but for other games too so please check out his page um all right uh i'm I'm getting i'm getting way off getting way off track here which is typically what i do um meatheads on movies now i'm gonna talk about my shit for a minute uh we're gonna do a civil war preview show Dude, I am fucking. I don't know about you all. I'm gonna I'm gonna run off the rails for a minute because that's kind of show it is. I'm gonna run off the rails for a second. The fucking reviews and the clips that are coming out for Civil War, motherfucker, orgasmic, nergasmic, is that shit. Oh, my God, i seen a clip today. Go to BlazingDefenderReport.com. A bunch of them are on there. If you don't want to be spoiled, then do not see it. Trust me, I try not to because I would love to see that shit on the screen for the first time, but I cannot help myself. I am a crack fiend when it comes to this shit. You give me Cap and Bucky in a scene with the fucking Black Panther. Dude, dude, no. Like, I'm training my puppy now to, like, sit and then, like, I'm trying to get her to wait before she goes for the treat. And she's fucking, like, she's having a fucking seizure and a convulsion. That's me when I try not to click on that link that says, Civil War clip release, extended trailer, Black Panther saves the day. Yeah, fuck, I'm diving straight in. Find the vein and insert that needle, motherfucker, because I've got to see that shit. These clips are great. They just get me more pumped for the movie. Uh, so we've got a Civil War preview show coming out. I don't know if I'll be able to contain myself in that show. So it's something you're going to want to see. Then we're going to do a review show a couple of days afterward. We'll get it out as soon as we can to you. But please, meet Head on Movies. Check that out. BlogTalkRadio.com. Hold up. I thought this was a co- comic review show. 
oh shit, that's right, it is. Let's do that shit. I've got a bunch of books. I got some really good stuff. Uh, and I got some surprises this week. I was really shocked. We're going to start with DC, okay? Got three DC books. And the first one we're going to talk about is Justice League of America. Now, for my blog talk listeners, I apologize, but I am showing the cover. Okay, it's, it's a great, it's a beautiful cover, which gets me to this point. Brian Hitch writes and draws this. Brian Hitch was on the Ultimates Volume 1 with Mark Millar, made me a Captain America fan. He has this widescreen ability uh, that I haven't seen in comic books before. He's a phenomenal action artist. In this series, there's been a lot going on. Sometimes I feel like it's got a little convolu- been convoluted. If you have seen the uh, past review shows about this, I've enjoyed it, but there's things I was wanting out of it that I wasn't getting. A lot of it was him. I want to see his power, his, his passion when it comes to drawing big battle action scenes. Dude, Justice League number eight. He gives it to you. It's a great fight scene between Ryo or Ryo, the god, the god that all the Kryptonians worshipped, and Superman. I mean, like honestly, like the first six or seven pages, it's a battle, and Superman's got his hands full. We don't see that a lot, okay? And it's this this is what makes the Justice League so great. It's because it's threats that Superman can't handle by himself. Batman has a great moment in here. And I love it when they use Batman as the strategist that we know he is. That's Batman's superpower. It's not his money, even though that could be considered superpower. It's his mind, and he's got contingency for contingency. He's got plans when everybody else is like, dude, we're fucked. Batman's like, nah, dude, you're you're fucking, you're far from fucked. Uh, oh shit, we're fucked. If Batman said we was fucked, I'd be like, I mean, fuck it, I'm just gonna bite a bullet because we got no no way out. But um, it's it's a, there's a great scene for Batman, Superman. I mean, I tell you, this is what this this was reminiscent of, and I'll leave, I'm gonna leave it at that because I keep coming back to this. Very Batman versus Superman ish. What I mean by that, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of action, a lot packed in, and then at the end was kind of the same ending as Batman versus Superman. That's all I'm going to say. I try to keep the reviews as spoiler-free as I can because I want you to be as surprised when you turn the page and go, holy fucking shit, as I am. So, uh, Justice League number eight, loved it. I uh, thought it was fucking great. It's, it's finally giving me the punch that I wanted, the action that I wanted. Brian Hitch just said, fuck it. Let's drink some Rockstar and Vodka and draw the shit out of it, and he did. So very, very happy to uh, to see that. Good stuff from DC this uh, this week, this last couple weeks, which leads me into the next book, which if you're a fan of the show, you know that I've loved the Dark Sea War in Justice League. Now, not Justice League of America, the book I just did. It's a different title, The Justice League. Okay, now this is the Dark Seed War special number one. And for my YouTubers, I'm showing you the cover. This is a variant cover. It's Wonder Woman. 
she says something a little goofy, but the cover looks great. She, Superman's down, and she's over top of him, and she said, they whipped Superman. Now let them try me. Kind of kind of gay. But um, it's, a, it's a really cool uh, cover. Neil Adams drew the cover. Neil Adams is kind of a dick, by the way. But nevertheless, he is, he is a legend, I guess. Uh, but Dark Sea Ward, special number one. Man, this is one of my highest rated books of, of the week. Uh, number one, Jeff Johns writes it. Jeff Johns made me a Green Lantern fan. Green Lantern, to me, was on par with Aquaman. Stupid as fuck. Okay? Jeff Johns in the Sinistro Wars made me a Green Lantern fan. Now, Ivan Rice. Phenomenal fucking artist. I would buy anything... If they put Ivan Rice on, let me think of a fucking stupid comic book real quick. Mm. This would be stupid to me, but I know there's a lot of fans out there. Dupe. Dupe, part of, uh, he was part of um, uh, Ecstatic, which was kind of like an X-Men spinoff. Dupe. You put Ivan Rice on Dupe, I'm buying every issue. I'm buying variants. I'm going to buy, uh, buy a blank cover and go have the motherfucker autograph it. It's phenomenal. <clears throat> if you buy one book, excuse me, if you buy one book this week, probably needs to be this, The Dark, Dark Side War. Dude, it's, it's so good. We finally, finally get an origin story for Grail. And I'm going to show you just a little picture of Grail, what she looks like now. Uh, oh, let me. Dude, she's, she's fucking crazy, man. She is Part Apocalypse Daughter, part Amazonian. She fucking gave a beatdown to the Justice League in the first the first uh, part of this Dark Side War. Man, I'm telling you, this I, I love this book. Uh, we get her origin finally. How her mother kept her from the Am- Amazons. How she kind of kept her from Dark Side. It kind of gives a little insight on what she's doing now. What her mother went through to protect her uh, as a child. She was a fucking Looney Tunes. And then we have some great moments with Power Ring and Green Lantern. Uh, not really Green Lantern. I shouldn't say that. Uh, she's basically in in the, the ring and she's battling to get out. Steve Trevor, which we seen was kidnapped by Grail in the Dark Side War in the Justice League. Where the fuck has he been? What's going on? What's Grail's plan for him? We find out in this issue, and it's dope. I knew Steve Trevor was going to be something else. And then there's a huge reveal at the end for Power Ring. Uh, She's fighting all the other souls that that ring has consumed. This is a far different ring than Green Lantern's ring now. Uh, This is basically the evil version of the, the willpower ring that Green Lantern wields. So, you know, some people have been missing since Justice League. This, they kind of show, oh, shit, this is where he's been. Great book. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Get the trade paperback of the Dark Side War, Volume 1, then get this. You're going to be happy with DC, I promise you. Uh, Excellent book. Well written, well drawn. Awesome. Now, my next book. The Midnighter. 
Apollo Returns. Now, some of you are like, you know, you talk about this Midnighter guy a lot. I really don't dig him because he's gay. That's cool. You don't have to dig him because he's gay. Uh, he would kick your fucking ass if he was a real person, even though he's gay. Just keep that in mind. Um, I kind of respect anybody that can kick my ass. I don't give a shit who you are. So, Apollo returning basically signifies that Midnighter's lover has come back into the fold. Now, why'd they break up? It's in there. How's Apollo feel about it? It's kind of in there. Uh, what's Apollo do exactly? It's in there. Um, I love the Midnighter. He's a great character. This really fleshes Midnighter out as a as a human being, which Midnighter is... He's a guy, he likes to party, he likes to fuck, he likes to kick people's ass. What's wrong with that? That's like the perfect fucking person. Now, I know I get a little stereotyped as a, you know, you know, bro. Uh, I'm a bro, I guess. I love this shit. I'm a guy, I love action movies. I love hard liquor. I love hot chick. I mean, dude, okay, shit, sue me. I'm sorry. I'm not compensating for anything. I'm 240 fucking pounds. Uh, I've got a master's degree. Um, I took an LSAT and got a decent score. Hey, this is the kind of shit I like. I'm not apologizing for I'm not apologizing for being a bro. I'm not apologizing for liking this shit because it's fucking awesome. Uh, a lot of people, it ain't their, it ain't their, it ain't their, uh, their jam, and that's cool. But we get a lot of Suicide Squad in this. If you remember the last issue, Midnighter got his fucking ass kicked by a guy that can see into the future. So, Midnighter, if you're not familiar with Midnighter, let me give you a, a brief breakdown. You already know he's gay. Makes no difference. Um, he has a fight computer implanted in his brain, and what he does is... He's kind of precog. And when I say precog, I mean like he's precognitive, where he can see what you're going to do before you do it. So basically what he does is his fight computer, he gets into a fight with you. And every possible move you can make against him, he's already determined what it is and a counter to it. Who the fuck could beat that guy? That dude could probably whip Batman if they met him in an alley. For sure beat Batman. He's got enhanced strength, enhanced reflexes, a healing factor. Not like Wolverine or Deadpool or anything, but enough to where he's going to fuck you up. So how do you beat a guy like that in a fight? Well, how about this? I give you a guy that can see five seconds into the future. Yeah, Midnighter got his fucking ass beat. Now, this issue is the fallout from that. Apollo coming back. There's a lot going on here. It's done really, really well. The art is really, really cool. Uh, I love how they make Apollo look, man. Apollo looks so cool. There's different artists on this. But it's it's all really, really good. It all flows really, really well together. Um, I love this book. I love this book. It's on issue 11. And let me tell you this. This is the biggest selling point I can give you for Midnighter. It's two ninety nine. I guarantee you, I don't have another book in my stack that's $2.99. Maybe Drax, which I'm reviewing later, which is kind of like the same kind of book, and we'll talk about that. But $2.99, man, it's three bucks. I'm telling you, this is a great fucking character. It's a great story. He's smart. He's badass. 
The story is evolving. We're getting origin that we've never had from Midnighter. We're getting personality traits we've never they're fleshing him out as a character and that's what makes the midnighter so great really glad to see apollo back in the book i don't think he's going to be around long because he's a superman type character and this is a very street um down in the streets kind of book so i think apollo's something's going to happen they're probably going to split up again or something but nevertheless midnighter number 11 highly recommended uh, and you're going to go, and I know what you're saying right now. This motherfucker likes everything. I bought him this week. Yeah, I've been buying that. I, that's the reason I fucking buy it. It's pretty fucking good. Now, there has been a couple issues that have been ho-hum, but that was a really good one. Uh, and, yeah, I'm buying these books. Now, what you will get is an honest an honest opinion. Like, okay, like Dark Doctor Strange, Jason Aaron, you all know, you would think I was gay if you heard me talk about Jason Aaron on this show because I fucking love him. He is one of the best writers in comic books today. I love almost everything he does. He started the Doctor Strange book. This is the Blazing Defender Report rule. I give everything, if I buy the first issue, I give it three. If I don't love it after three issues, I gotta, th- I gotta give it away because... This shit's expensive. I spent $49 last Wednesday. $49. My wife might be home. Is the reason I'm fucking whispering. She would fucking go nuts if I, if I knew, if she knew I spent 49 bucks. But this was shit that I had to have. So what I'm saying is, is Strange was good, but it wasn't good enough for my money. And that's the reason I do this fucking show is to tell you what I think is worth your fucking money. I'm the blazing defender. I defend you from making poor choices at the comic book shop. Now, at the liquor store, at the strip joint, I'm not that guy. I'm not the blazing defender there because I'm going to be the guy that needs a blazing defender to keep me from making bad decisions. Nevertheless, Midnighter's great book, $2.99, fucking get it. Now, for all my X-Fan listeners, uh, when I say X-Fan, I mean like X-Men fans. Uh, I am an X-Men fan. I grew up with X-Men. But let's be honest, people. Their shit has sucked. It's... It sucked. I can't remember an X-Men story. Don't even say House of M. That that wasn't really an X-Men story. I'm talking about like a legitimate X-Men story. Maybe Executioner song. I'm going back. I think that's those days are over. I'm not going to say that anymore because I was singing the praises of this. I actually got a guy, a buddy of mine, Brian Cox, to buy all the back issues because he's an X-Men fan. He doesn't buy an X-Men book because there really hasn't been any good ones. Said, man, I'm really digging this new Uncanny X-Men. And with that, I have issue five and double header for you people, issue six. Now that this, the issue six there is a double, double, like double sized issue. Uh, giant sized, may we say. Um, and it is this is start of the X Men Apocalypse Wars. I'm gonna tell you right now, this if you're an X Men fan, this is the book you need to be buying. I know there's a bunch out there, this is the one you need to be buying. Colin Bunn and Greg Land. I love Greg Land's art. Evidently, there's some people that don't. My one of my buddies is not a Greg Land fan. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Jay Leaster. 
who is a Louisville guy who lives uh, maybe maybe 10 minutes from me. He's the inker on this book. He's all Greg Land stuff. He's phenomenal. This is a great story. I love this X-Men team. And one of the characters, and let me just give you the breakdown who the X-Men team is. Magneto, who is militant as fuck right now. If you haven't been keeping up with Magneto, he's badass. Sabretooth, I'm still not sure after post-Secret Wars, and my nerds will know what I'm talking about. If you're new to comic books, I apologize. Secret Wars is kind of like, I don't know, doing heroin. You kind of like, oh, I don't want to hear about it, but I do want to do it. But I just don't want to hear about it. Secret Wars is really, don't, don't worry about that. But some things have changed. I'm not sure if... This Sabretooth is the same Sabretooth from another another uh, another universe. I think he may be from the Age of Apocalypse Sabretooth, which is a Sabretooth that kind of did some bad shit. Now he's kind of like on the path to redemption. I think that's the Sabretooth this is. Nevertheless, he's awesome. He's badass. Where we don't have a Wolverine anymore, this is our guy. Okay? You've got a character that I'm not real familiar with because I haven't been buying X-Men books, but Moet or Monet, don't know how you say it, uh, I think it's Monet. She's Greg Land draws seriously hot chicks, beautiful women. Monet is very hot. I don't know if she's kind of ethnic or if she's black. I don't know what she is, but she's gorgeous. Um, and she's real smart ass. Her and Sabretooth have a great dynamic. Psylocke, uh, which has always been a fan favorite of mine. And Mystique is getting into the mix now. Uh, who Mystique is running the Hellfire Club. Anyway, there's a group called the Dark Riders in this book, X-Men versus Dark Riders. Uh, great brawl book. Uh, you know, what's what's different when I was a kid is you would get some brawl books that just kind of left you like, three pages of a fight, that's bullshit. Not this book. Most of this book is the fight. And then there's a great scene between Phantom X and Mystique, which brings Mystique into the fold. I love Mystique and Phantom X's banter back and forth. It's really, really cool. Uh, I've said it already. Uh, Moet or Monet and Sabretooth's banter is a really, really, really cool. Uh, but the star of this book to me is Psylocke's pretty tough to beat because, like, let me, let me give you some backstory on that. Psylocke controls Archangel. Archangel, he's basically brain dead, or so they think. They really don't know what's going on with Archangel, okay? Psylocke controls him, like, because she's in his head. So she can make him do shit. And Archangel's pretty badass, okay? But he's the heir of Apocalypse. So I, for, I forget what story it was where they basically brain, you know, she basically, you know, did her psychic knife in his head and fucking scrambled his noodle. Well, he's slowly coming back. And guess who he's coming back as, kids? Hence, the Apocalypse Wars. So now Betsy's going to have this conflicted thing because she's in love with Warren. She feels like she killed Warren, blah, blah, blah. Okay? I don't want to spoil anything in that book because it was fucking phenomenal. Anyway... Uh, so there's a big fight there. Magneto is the star of this book. He's unrelenting. He's militant. I've already said that, but that's the best word I think that can, can describe him. 
He's going for it, man. He's taking out threats to the mutant race by all means necessary. And when I say that, he may be using some of his team as bait, fodder, whatever you want to say. He's unapologetic about it. And that's kind of leading into some strife with the rest of the team. Now, in the Apocalypse Wars, there's an introduction to a character from the past of from the Mutant Maskers. I'll say no more. That was a great X-Men storyline, the Mutant Maskers. Um, you know, a lot of this issue deals with that. And I don't want to give anything away. This is a great book. If you're an X-Men fan, this is a book that is is a must-purchase. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautifully drawn. It, it's We've got some great character development going on. We've got great dialogue. I tell you, man, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better book on, on, on the shelves right now. So X-Men uh, 5 and 6, check them out. They're really, really great. Now, for my Star Wars fans, and I know you're out there, because I am as well. First issue of Poe Dameron. Number one. It's a very, very cool looking first issue. Sorry, blog talkers, but I am on YouTube. Check it out. Um, this is basically, we're finally getting an origin or just didn't know more about Poe Dameron. We've seen him in Force Awakens, and you're like, holy shit, he's pretty badass dude. Like to know more about him. Now you can. Charles Soule, he has done Chewbacca, the Chewbacca comic. He did Lando Calrissian, Lando. It was a phenomenal, amazing. Uh, Charles Soule, he, know, he understands these characters. Like, I read this. And I, I feel like I'm watching a movie. I feel like this is a Poe Dameron like prequel film. Uh, it's very cool. Princess Leia gives him a very delicate situation or delicate mission. I say very covert mission that deals with a character from Force Awakens that everybody's kind of like, who the fuck is that guy? I know that's what I was saying. I'm a Star Wars fan. I've read all the extended universe shit and everything, which ain't canon no more. I know. I know. Don't tweet me that. I know it's not canon anymore, but I read it before when it was canon. This guy is out of the left field. I don't know who the fuck he is. Well, I'm starting to learn who he is now because of this book, Poe Dammer number one. Guys, get it. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a must get. Um, I, I mean, I, all the Star Wars books are. Sorry, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Darth Vader, Star Wars, Poe Dameron. Uh, oh, and Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, if you want to know more about the Anakin-Palpatine relationship. Obi-Wan and Anakin, they're like on their fourth issue. Sorry, guys, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I buy them all. I buy them fucking all. I'll put my wife on a corner uh, downtown and solicit her ass if, if I can't, if I don't have enough money to buy these books because they're that good. So, Poe Dameron number one, you know what I think about it. All right, next book. Old Man Logan number four. Let me tell you about this book. Um, Sorrentino, a Andrea Sorrentino, the art is fucking phenomenal. If that cover, 
Look at that. With the skull and the shield and Logan and dude. I mean, this let's see, how much is this book? Three ninety nine. Let me tell you, if there was no words in this book, like you like, what the fuck kind of story we got going on here? Wouldn't make any difference. Four bucks for this artwork is more than worth it. Let me show you this. Old man Logan ends up being confronted by old man Steve Rogers, which if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about old man Steve Rogers. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Let's bring back Super Soldier Cap. But this has been the best inclination of old man Rogers. What's better? Old man Rogers versus old man Logan. It's fucking great. Now, uh, there's a fight, of course, which uh, Kate Bishop, which was in the last issue, and we know how all that turned out with her and Logan. They, Her and Old Man Rogers kind of team up against Old Man Logan. Uh, they're trying to help him, as we know Steve, Steve is trying to do. Steve realizes that this Old Man Logan is very confused on what timeline he's in and what future he's in. So he's trying his best to help him. So he shows him something. And spoiler alert, this is what he shows him. That is this timeline, timelines Logan. This timeline's Wolverine. He's dead. He's encased in Mantimantium. And they sh- basically, he shows him the shrine. Shows him, look, man, this isn't your time. This is you in that timeline. So everything you're trying to do, it's a moot point. So uh, then we were, I, it's the beginning of a new story arc, I assume, for Logan. He's basically like, what the fuck do I do now? I, I'm a man out of time, basically. Uh, and like we said, he's older now and everything. So what's happening is he's just, I guess he becomes like Kane from Kung Fu. He just walks the fucking earth. You really don't get a, that was kind of my gripe about this issue. You really don't get a sense of how long he kind of went, like, up in the mountains. Well, he runs into somebody. Now, I assume these people were looking for him because they heard he was around. Even though it's, it's not their Wolverine, it is still Wolverine. So, I'm very, very curious to see where this book goes. This is a great book. Like I said, Sorrentino's art is fucking amazing. Phil Noto, or no, I'm sorry, Lamar, uh, is writing an excellent book. Uh, my only complaint is sometimes everything feels a little rushed at the end. It's like the end doesn't organically come about like it should. It, it, uh, that's what I'm saying about the timeline here at the end. It's like Logan finds out that it's not his timeline. He's a man without time. Now what happens? There's like four panels of him in the woods and then this happens it's like we really needed more you know what i mean it's like what's the fucking chances that happen now grant i know it's comic book and and i'm nitpicking because this is a great book i buy it every week i'm going to continue to buy it every week but i just want to give you an honest review of the book so but it's 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 a wonderful uh insert of old man rogers and how he uses his his mind and his sympathy, his empathy, which is another great trait that Cap has that a lot of people overlook, to help Logan. He knows who Logan is, and he's going out of his way, even though Logan's being a huge dick. Old man Logan's a huge dick. He's got nothing to lose anymore. 
So, the great book, Wolverine fans, he's been dead a long time. Uh, this is a great book for, for our Wolverine fans. So, please check it out. All right, now, again, one of my favorites, Darth Vader, 18 and 19. Now, um, showing the covers for all my Block Talk listeners. Um, now, in, in, on cover 19, you're like, who the fuck are those two people with lightsabers? Who are they? Are they Jedis? No, they're not Jedis. Vader would call them monstrosities because what they are are they are uh, humans that are basically cybernetically enhanced to exhibit force powers. They're not force sensitive at all. Okay? So... This has been a long, continuous story arc about the mining fields of a, of a planet that the Empire is trying to control. Uh, Dr. Silo is the guy that has created these enhanced beings for Palpatine to replace Vader that we found out some epi- some issues ago. I say episodes because every time I read this book, I feel like I'm, I'm watched a mini-movie, like a web series of Darth Vader. Uh, if you've never heard me talk about the Vader comic book before, let me give you a, a quick overview. He's a fucking badass. Way more badass than you ever seen in the fucking movies. Forget about that shit. He's a puss compared to the movies in this comic book. He is calculating, manipulative, fucking ruthless. Like, the Vader, the Vader that we all want in the movies, this comic book gives you. He is so badass. Every issue. It's like, there's few books that I get really, really excited about. Like, I get excited about everything, as you can probably tell. But, like, I really get, you know, wood when I see Star Wars and Darth Vader on the fucking shelves. Because I know it's a great book. We are on issue 18 and 19, people, okay? So this book's been going on for almost two years, and it has been good to goddamn excellent every month. I don't really know of another comic book that I can say that about. There's some comic books that are pretty good, really, really good. Nothing really compares to Star Wars and Darth Vader. And I'm a Marvel guy at heart. I mean, yeah, I love Star Wars. I grew up with the shit. But I could like something else. It's just that good. And and what's so good is, is Pal- Darth Vader's in Palpatine's fucking outhouse. Okay? He blames him for the destruction of the Death Star. He's still looking for Luke. Um, can't get Luke. And that story's being played out in Star Wars. Okay? So it's there's a continuity to all this as well. Okay, that's the great thing about Marvel getting the Star Wars books prior to Force Awakens is that there's a continuity involved. So Vader is dealing with Palpatine who's trying to go around him through other means, Dr. Silo, all these cybernetically enhanced. They're doing their own shit trying to get closer to Palpatine because they think that's what he wants. And Vader has got it. He's in front of them all. Like, I'm Darth Vader, bitch. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about these books. They're fucking phenomenal. I don't know what 
rating I gave them. It's in the show notes. But um, and, and to top it all off, there are two droids, two homicidal droids, BT and double or triple triple zero. Oh my God, they're the comic relief of a of a dark, brooding book. They're the comic relief, and they're really it's not funny because they're seriously homicidal and psychotic droids. Uh, they're the evil R two and C three PO. If if you need a reference. So, if you're a Star Wars fan, I mean, I know I keep saying that, and I said it a minute ago. I've been putting my wife out if I had to, to get all the Star Wars books to come out each week, because or each month, because they're so fucking good. Honestly. Sorry, guys. Uh, I know it sucks. We, need all, we all need to be rock stars, right? Okay, next book. Black Widow, number two. Okay? You know, that was my pick of the week. Last show was Black Widow, number one. Damn near pick of the week this week as well. This is a great issue. Last issue, we had Black Widow stealing some information from S.H.I.E.L.D. She's taking out helicarriers, agents. She jumped out of a helicarrier with no parachute. She's beating up S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. The whole book, very, very little dialogue. It took you like two minutes to read the book, but you went back and reread it because it was all action sequences. So beautifully drawn. Uh, Mark Wade and Sam Nee uh, is the artist. They were a Daredevil uh, a group. I can't remember the arc that they wrote, but it was phenomenal. Uh, Escapes me. There's been so many great Daredevil arcs. But this is a great book. This is how, this is the events that led up to her stealing from the helicarrier. Like, this is why. This happened a week prior to the events in the first issue. Um, the, we've got a secret organization, like a Russian organization that has entered the picture. They're kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D. And this guy that is manipulating Natasha is kind of like the Russian Nick Fury. Um, very, very cool book. I love it. I love the art. I love the action. I love spy shit. And this is very Bondish. Uh, when I when I say that I mean James Bondish, it's so so fucking good, so good. I would love to see this as a movie. Um, Black Widow number two. I mean, if if you like the espionage type stuff, it's not so much superheroes and capes, but just a very very cool spycraft, snipers, spec ops. If you like that kind of stuff, this is a great book to jump on, guys. And it is oh man, I thought it was two ninety nine. Fucking ain't it's three ninety nine. But still, I thought it might be a two ninety nine book, but it's not. Very 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 cool book. Highly recommended. I bought it, motherfuckers. So of course it is. Now, here's a book that I'm gonna give you a fucking honest review on. I got this, and I got Black Panther number one coming up. All right, and where am I? T- God, I'm almost at an hour, and I've got these two books. Gotta give them an honest review, and I will. Moon Knight, number one. And for my blog talkers, I apologize. But if you go to my Instagram page at Blazing Defender at Instagram, I put all these covers up. This is a cool-ass fucking cover. It's Moon Knight in a straight jacket. And he's got, like, a bed sheet wrapped around him with a C. Uh, well, it looks like a C, but it's the, you know, the crescent moon on the sheet. So cool, man. I would have bought this comic even just because it's the cover was so great. Okay, Moon Knight. Uh, 
very cool looking character, but when he's fleshed out, he hasn't been so cool. I'll be totally honest. I know there's Moon Knight fans out there, and I really don't know why other than he's very, very cool. And please don't say he's poor man's Batman. I hate that shit. He's nothing like Batman, even though he's kind of like a, a street-level vigilante. He's nothing like Batman. Mark Spector has always been fucking nuts. He was a special ops guy. He died. The uh, the spirit of Konushu, I believe is how you say it, uh, had resurrected him. And now he's like the, the spirit of vengeance, basically. Uh, he fights for Kanushu. Kanushu gives him power, gives him abilities. And Spectre's pretty badass. Anyway, because he was Spec Ops guy, right? Okay. Nobody's got him right. Even, was it Brian? It wasn't Brian Hitch. Uh, I can't remember who it was that wrote him, wrote him last time and drew him. But it was beautiful artwork. I can't remember who it was. Just the story, just, it sucked. Let's be honest, it sucked. Lamar, it, here we are again with Lamar. This is an excellent entry. This has me hooked on Moon Knight. Three issues now, guys. Remember, I'm going to give it three issues. Moon Knight is looking very cool to me. He's in an insane asylum. They're telling him he's made up this Moon Knight persona. There is no Moon Knight. Okay? And if there is, it's not you. All right, now Spectre is having these hallucinations. Kanushu is talking to him, saying, you know that's not true. You know the truth. This is what I need you to do. So, is Spectre hearing voices? Is he really the Moon Knight? I don't know. But there's two orderlies that are kind of our protagonist, kind of our comic relief. They're actually kind of funny. And you really, really are waiting for them to get their fucking ass kicked, which they do. And it's really cool. Uh, I love the idea of what they did with the outfit, with him being stuck in an insane asylum. So, so cool. Um, regardless of what happens, what comes out of this, Spectre is damaged. Spectre is not right in the head, but maybe he can still do some good. And maybe we're going to get a whole different Mark Spector. I don't know. Maybe this is just the beginning, and he's going to get his shit together. Uh, wouldn't be the first time somebody came out of a saying something got your shit together. So, the, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm very hooked. The artwork looks fucking great. Smallwood, I have no idea who this dude is. Greg Smallwood, fucking nice job, bro. It's, it looks great. The tone fits well. Uh, there's some great, and I'll show you the splash page. And you're going to go, what the fuck? But look at this splash page. This is Spectre on top of a building, and it kind of looks like he's in Japan, or I'm sorry, Egypt. And look at the, the sphinxes and stuff in the background. Like, they're flying. The panther heads are flying. It's like, what's going on? Spectre's crazy, man. But very, very cool book. If you're a Moon Knight fan, time to jump back on. If you were a Moon Knight fan, you haven't bought a comic book in fucking 20 years, Maybe this is your jumping on point. You're not going to be, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be disappointed in this book. Um, if you're a Moon Knight fan, this is, to me, this is Moon Knight. This is a great, great 
revamping maybe an origin story, another origin story for Mark Spector that's finally going to stick in the Marvel Universe. I'm ready for this guy to get his, his uh, just desserts. Now, Black Panther number one. A lot, a lot, a lot of people been waiting on this because Tanishi Coates uh, is the writer. This guy has is has wrote a lot of a lot of great stuff. He's won awards for some novels that he's done. He's got some bestsellers. Let me preface this by saying that every time I've yet to be impressed by a award-winning novelist that comes on a comic book. You probably can't name a comic book that they've done that was any good. I hate to say it. And this ain't IGN, people. IGN gave this book like a nine-something. I read the review. I read uh, Tanisha Coates' interview on the first issue. No, it's not. Let me tell you something. When we go to see The Hulk, Captain America, fucking Spider-Man, we expect certain things. Okay, you have to give us something that is um, universal with the character that we all know and love, that we all relate to. You have to do that. Okay, Black Panther, uh, Chris Priest, to this day, in my opinion, has still done the best run on Black Panther. If you have the Marvel Unlimited app. Uh, or get to trades. Uh, just Google Chris Priest Black Panther. Very, he made Black Panther relevant to the Marvel Marvel Universe. Chris Priest, people. Even though Pla- Panther was an Avenger and he had a short-lived animated feature on the BET channel, Black Entertainment channel, uh, Chris Priest is the one that put him on the map. Now, Tanishi Coates is trying to put her, uh, put his spin on it. I keep wanting to say her because Tanishi sounds like a girl's name. Sorry, bro. I'm just calling it like I see it. Um, I just just disappointed. Doesn't even give. Doesn't even say it right. I understand what he's trying to do, and I've had some discussions with some people about this book. They loved it. What'd you love about it? Oh, I think it's world building. Okay, that's cool, and I'm with that. I want to see. More of Wakanda. Wakanda is in shambles right now from from the events of of Secret Wars. I want to see that. I want to see how T'Challa handles this. He is a basically a broken leader right now. Um, his people are in revolt, and he's struggling. I get it. It's cool. I get it. Uh, too much of it. There was too much of that in the book. You had to give me a Black Panther moment, and I got none of them. Uh, and I know people are gonna people are gonna argue about that. You've got this. Um, oh man, the 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 the, the jewelry. I'm gonna see why didn't I write this shit down? The Dora Miljare, uh, his his woman army, his woman bodyguards that are so badass that Chris Priest did such a good job of portraying. Um. He's trying to flesh two of these characters out. They're lovers. Um, they're kind of tired of doing things like they're supposed to do. They want to be together, but they're they're not permitted. 
that's great. That's a cool. That's a that's a cool subplot. That's a cool sub story. You've got somebody, whether she's mutant or what, is creating anger and angst among the people of Wakanda, making their fears like they're reacting to their fears in a violent manner, and she's kind of some kind of like empath or something. T'Challa kind of finds her out somehow. Don't know how he did it. It's kind of unclear in here how he found her. But then she disappeared from him. He's a Black Panther. Um, like I was saying, that shit is just so much stuff just didn't didn't make sense. Uh, but there are some cool moments like Black Panther's mask. There, there's, a, there's a panel in here where it's like, you know, Wakanda's like, the most technologically advanced country in the world. We really haven't seen that. It's a, you know, I mean, they say it all the time, but have we really seen it? No. His his uniform is is, is really kind of showing that, which I liked. I thought was very cool. Uh, there's there's a moment here where this this is how he tracks the chick down. My name is my nature. I can track a body through wind and rain, for I track not the body, but the soul within. Very cool, okay? That's giving you more depth to the Black Panther character. I love that. I love that. Uh, just wasn't enough in it in the book. I mean, that's one fucking panel. I, I need more. And, and, and there's so much stuff going on. I love the politics of things. Um, I think they look, I, I, I love, I love stuff like that. I love, I love the wire because not only did it talk about things that were going on in the street, but the politics behind everything, the government behind everything, Wakanda, one of the, one of the most strongest nations in the, the in the MCU. I'd like to know more about that. Maybe it needs to be its own book. I want to know about the Panther. Um, Hey, first issue. I give you it's world building. I give you uh, the she's he's trying to create a, another Black Panther universe. He's trying to recreate what Chris Priest did was not really reinvent Panther, but give you more of the Panther, and that's cool. And I'm all for it. I I know you're like you're, you're fucking Debbie Downer right now, and I am. Uh, I was really expecting to be blown away by this issue, and I wasn't. And now everybody else is blown away with it. And I'm like, why? What was so cool about it? It's world building. I, I, from, I talked to four different people, and they all fucking said the same thing. I'm like, did you all call each other because you knew I was pissed off about the book, and y'all were going to be like, oh, it's world building. That doesn't get it, man. That doesn't give a book a 9.5 IGN. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Um, the art is okay. This Brian Stillfreeze, he's got a pretty cool last name, but... Um, his art's okay. It's it's just it's not distracting, which is always good. But I don't know. Uh, there's a revolt coming. Panther needs to find this chick. Wakanda's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think. Um, there is a reveal at the very end of someone that was thought to be dead. They're not. Could be very big. I, I guess I kind of see why Panther is uh, so obsessed with it. Obsessed is my word. Maybe not the word that she was or they were going for in the book, but whatever. Um, I'm giving it three issues. I'll give it three issues. Um, so, Tanishi Colts, for this reader, you got your work cut out for you. But uh, I love, I mean, setup is great. I just need payoff. 
and you really need to hit me with something hard in the next three issues or I'm out. But on that note, still very excited for the Black Panther in the Civil War movie. Uh, very excited about it. So with that guy, oh, and I have one more book. I'm sorry. The Empress. This is my indie corner. And you're like, what cover is that, motherfucker? There ain't nothing on it. You got ripped off. This is a convention cover. And I've talked about these before, but I'll do it again. These convention covers, uh, if you open this up, it's got the regular cover in it. And I'll open it up now. This is like a very thick uh, cover. It's like, it's cardboard. Like, almost like poster board. Like, if you went to the store and bought poster board to draw on it. It says Empress at the top. And it's thick. Now, look, if I open it, I'm going to show you. the. It's got the original cover that the book came with right there. That's the Empress, okay? Okay, pretty cool, right? Now, that's a very thick cover. Now, what you do is, is Stuart Eminen, who's the artist on this, who's fucking fantastic, Mark Millar, the writer, which is one of my favorites, uh, you go to a convention, you can get Millar to sign the cover. If you're lucky enough, you may get Stuart Eminen, Probably have to give him about 400 bucks, but he can sketch a, a picture of maybe the Empress or the King or another antagonist on the cover, signs it, and it's worth quite a bit of fucking money. I mean, but it's going to cost you, too. I always get these covers because I always say I'm going to do it one day. I never probably will, but I still think it's cool. You can take it to anybody you want. You can take it to a local comic book artist and say, hey, man, sketch me fucking something on there. You know, sketch me the Empress, you know, getting boned by um, James Dean or something. And he can do that and it may not be worse shit than anybody else, but it's fucking cool to you, right? So that's all that matters. But let me give you a bright, brief synopsis. This is issue one. This is a world. Um, let me get this right. Um Four billion years ago. You're like, fucking four billion years? There wasn't nobody here. Ah, or was there somebody here? Was there a civilization here? This is kind of what this talks about. This is a very high-tech civilization that used to be on Earth four billion years ago. There is a king, a despot ruler that is ruling with the Iron Fist. He has a wife who is the Empress, thus the name of the book. She's getting the fuck out of here. There's a guy that is sworn to protect her, and he's taking her. Now, I don't know if there's a romantic connection there or not. That hasn't came out. But I want to show you this splash page by Stuart Eminem. Now, four, four billion years ago, yeah, motherfuckers, we got dinosaurs. Look how cool that is. <laughs> that is a badass. Sorry, blog talkers, but I'm showing them a badass fucking dinosaur that's being rode. Um, so, so cool. This is basically the escape of the Empress from this, uh, this dictatorship. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually very, very cool. Mark Millar has a way of making everything very, very cinematic. Uh, thus is the reason a lot of his shit gets made into movies because it's basically like a storyboard, like, I don't know if you know how they do movies and not saying that I fucking do, but I know a lot of stuff in pre-production is put into storyboards. Like this is what the scenes are going to look like. And they have artists do a rendition of what the scene will look like. And it's kind of like a, not a, like a, a stop motion capture kind of movie. Like if you follow the storyboards, it gives you the scene. 
Mark Millar kind of, they lay it out like that. Like all of his books are like that. So I'm sure he tells the artist, like, look, I want it to look like this. And the artists, they do a great job of working with him on it. Stuart Eminem has a great, great art style. Very action-oriented, very detailed. As you can see by that fucking T-Rex. I mean, that just looks fucking phenomenal. Very, very cool. Um, wasn't fucking outstanding. I wasn't I was sitting on the toilet reading the book going, oh my God, this is the fucking greatest thing I've ever read. But, aha, it's world building. It's world building. And what I mean by that is, yeah, um, but this is this is not fair to Sinishi Colts because this is, I'm, I don't know who the fucking empress is. I don't know who the guy is. It, she, I mean, I don't even know a lot of their names yet. So, but it's a very cool idea and it's brand new. So, yeah, there's got to be some world building. But what he did was he gave me world building and he gave me action. He gave me the escape of the Empress and this soldier that is sworn to protect her and get away from this despot. That's what he gave me. And that's what drove the book. Now I want to know more. See how, see how you do it, Tanisha Coates? This isn't a novel. This isn't, you don't have uh, 6,000 fucking pages to, to tell a story. You've got to get a reader to invest in your story every issue. And that's what Mark Miller does better than a lot of people. That's the reason he don't write novels. His novels would probably suck ass, but his comic books are fucking great. So you got to approach it like that, in my opinion. But that is the last book, finally, guys. And, uh, man, an hour and 10 minutes. Or, yeah, an hour and 10 minutes. I, d I didn't do too bad today. But, uh, guys, it's time to put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner, a.k.a. this is the fucking wrap-up. Please check out all the great shows and mine uh, at giantsizeteamup.com. Don't forget your Loot Crate code. It will be in my show notes, I promise. Please visit me at blogtalkradio.com slash forward slash the Blazing Defender Reports and my YouTube channel at Blazing Defender Reports. And, guys, it's Friday here. I uh, probably had the show out on Saturday, which is tomorrow. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, the weather looks like it's breaking. Winter's fucking behind us. Hopefully, if you're on the East Coast, we won't see that fucking shit again. But please visit those shows. There's great shows. I'm going to have more shows coming at you. Uh, Meathead on Movies is just one of the many ideas that I have. I've got some other shows planned. But Meatheads, I'm really excited about. We're going to be doing the Civil War uh, episode this coming week. And by popular fucking demand. I listen, guys. I listen to you all. You're all my fucking you're all my, my listeners. I got to listen to you. I'd be a dick not to. I'm still a dick, but I still listen to you. Bringing back Periscope. Uh, I'm going to bring back Periscope. I was trying to figure out how to do the Facebook Live thing with the Blazing Defender Report. It's not working out real well. If anybody has any uh, insight on how I can do that, I would love to know. But I'm bringing the Periscope back. For whatever reason, it's still showing me at Nergasm Hour, which was my, the first my first show that I did. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to change that to the Blazing Defender Report so I'm easier to find. But... Please check that out. There will be a link on the blazingdefenderreport.com. I always link the show there to my YouTube channel. So, But please go there and subscribe. That really helps me out, guys, when you subscribe to that. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. All that. I'm at, you know, I just 
it, it helps me. And what I mean by that is people, the first thing they want to know is when they find out that I'm a YouTuber or a podcaster, they want to know what's, what's my audience. And I don't want to be embarrassed about it. I'm not embarrassed about any of it. Don't get me wrong. But I would love to say, y'all, uh, yeah, I mean, it's modest, man. You know, it, it, it's 200,000. I would fucking shit my pants if I had 200,000 fucking subscribers. I mean, I could do this shit for fucking, for for real. Like, uh, I could get a fucking, my own studio and everything. Just yeah, I know that's another world, but what I'm saying is, if you know somebody you think would like to show, please share it to them. Please tell them. Uh, I try to entertain as well as give you my honest opinion on some of the books out there. I've had more than enough people come up and tell me, hey, man, I checked out the Star Wars books. They're fucking great. Thank you. Hey, man, you turned me on to this. Hey, man, that sucked. Why'd you like that? I love the feedback, guys. So please give me any kind of feedback that you have. I love it. The Meatheads on Movies has been getting tons of feedback, so I know you guys are enjoying that show. Uh, more to come, guys, for the Blazing Defender Report. I continue. I, I, I plan on continuing this. Um, I do this shit for free. I make no money on this at all. I swear to God. Uh, the money that the Loot Crate gets goes to our network to help produce the show, to help uh, the, other, the other networks, or I'm sorry, the other shows in the network. So we're growing. We're trying to grow. So Loot Crate helps us. Subscribing helps us. Uh, and always give me your feedback. I'm willing to make the show as, as good as I possibly can, which I have limited facilities. So bear with me. But I, uh, if you look at the first shows and you look at the show now, a lot has fucking changed. You have to admit that. So that's all a progression, guys. That's all we can do is try to get better. I continue, I'm going to continue to do this. It's something I'm passionate about that I love. I hope you love it as well. And if you're watching this far, God damn it, your family. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace, bitches. I'm out. Now go buy some comic books. Later.